Miss you, man. Miss you too, dude. How you doing? Good. How are you? Very good. Very good. Good. We're live. Yeah, of... Oh, nice. All right, guys. We're live. Uh, welcome, everyone. <laughs> I'll just interrupt you because I can. <laughs> um, so, Art Cafe number seven. Yay! Fuck yeah. Yeah. Let's do this. Um, so, the idea for this one came from Raphael. And I want to focus mainly on character art and character art job. And in this occasion, we can talk about both film and video games. Because I think we have, among ourselves, we have expertise to do that, which is awesome. And uh, I'll just make it maybe um, allow you guys to introduce yourselves, you know, and then we can go from there. Uh, I'll go. Um... Hey guys, my name is Colin, uh, character artist at uh, Naughty Dog currently. Um, yeah, that's, that's about it. <laughs> but Colin is awesome, obviously he don't, doesn't want to mention that, but he is, so... Thanks, man. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Who's next? Who's next? Uh, okay, I'm Rodrigue, I'm a principal artist at Warner Bros. Montreal. And it's my first time here, so thanks for the invite. <laughs> You're welcome, dude. Thanks. All right, I'll go. My name is Rafael Garcetti. So I'm currently working as a lead character artist at uh, Sony Santa Monica, here in Santa Monica. So, yeah. Yay! Second time here. <laughs> yeah, dude, thanks. you're the you're Better. the beast, the savage. <laughs> Uh, my name is Josh Herman. I work at Marvel Studios. I am a character artist and slash character designer sometimes too. <laughs> so depending on the project. Yeah, and you're the the beast as well. I mean, I had a chance to work with two of you guys, uh, Colin and and briefly uh, Josh. Like, well, not directly, but indirectly. You know, we were on the same floor. Yeah. Counts. <laughs> yeah. Same company. Yeah. For a moment. <laughs> <laughs> I just go over to Matei's desk and bug him about yeah. work. Ghost in the shell. Nice. Yeah, you would be that asshole. Just like, <laughs> over, like hey man, can I ask you a question? You can? See, I'm working. Um, but, you know, I consider like all of you guys are so fucking rad and it's just uh for me it's, it's my pleasure to have you here uh and i i guess it's uh it's it's a lot of value for everyone else uh, who's listening because uh it's probably one of uh not many chances to have you know so many great people on the same uh, on the same floor almost you know um so i just want to you know i i i'm gonna start with like maybe just explanation of what character art is because i there, i'm sure there's a lot of confusion on uh, the differences between character art and uh, character concept art, you know? Mm -hmm. Yep. There sure is. <laughs> sure is. Uh, I guess my biggest difference is that you know, some t most of the time in character art that I see is the execution of a design. You're not always being the person that's doing the design. Mm. So I know that when I post work after something is is live or whatever it's published or whatever the project is 
I always get people saying like, "Oh, great design, good job," like and like it's like I'm the sole person responsible for it, um, which is definitely not true. Uh, but I, you know, you take the comments, I guess. Um, but I think it's uh, kind of you basically take the designs or make the designs in in some cases, and you sculpt them and you make the three D models and you go especially in games, not so much in film, you go through the entire process from, you know, sculpt to retopology to game mesh or film mesh to UVs, the textures and kind of being a, a jack of all trades and being able to do technical stuff and artistic stuff. Yeah. It's, it's, it's funny because I think I had this conversation in the past with some buddies, but most of our job is really, you know, tweaking shaders and, you know, doing a lot of technical stuff later on in production. Um, we spend, you know, a few weeks on the high poly, low poly process. And then after that, it's just tweaking in game and, you know, making sure the riggers have everything they need. And, you know, it's, it's not that artistic in the sense of like, like you're always making awesome high res art. You know what I mean? Like it's uh, it's a lot of low poly. Can depend also, you know, the the, the time uh, on the on the game. Like for me, for example, in the past projects, during pre-production, uh, we were able to do some uh, some design concept in 3D inside ZBrush, oh, uh, cool. do some RRS render in VA. It doesn't last very long, uh, so I actually enjoy it while while it lasts. Um, it's yeah, in pre-production, we tend to do like some concept in 3D, but as soon as the production starts. We um like you were saying earlier, we start we follow the concepts. Yeah, uh, they they can take a long time uh, to to be approved. They go through a lot of revisions. So when people when people are happy about the concept, uh, we when we start modeling it, we don't change it completely. We can add a bit on top of it, but we need to stay true to the essence of the concept. So right. they, they, there isn't like the creativity is not that much there. Yeah, um, it's like create uh, production work. Yeah, it's it's very production heavy. It's it's fun up front, but then later on, it's more you know the technical stuff and you know making sure everything isn't broken all the time in game or something. So, so you guys trying to say that you don't spend your whole day on sculpting in zebra? <laughs> <laughs> we wish. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in pre, yeah. pre prod, sometimes uh, we we do it, but it's a very short period of time. Uh, after we don't really have time to do that, we just have to crank characters after characters. Yeah. Uh, like, like the guys were saying, once the model is done, uh, once you did your projection, it's not over. You need to work on your texture. You need to do some skinning on it. You need to export it. Make sure it's working for the animators. Uh, sometimes create the what they call a character fine, so the designers can use it. Um, mm -hmm. And then you have all the, the shadow work, uh, the polish that you need to adjust once the lighting is done and so on. Um, it's Until the game is shipped, the, the character is never really finished. No. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Which is like, that's my favorite question that I always get asked, is how long did it take you to make that character? Because <laughs> when it comes to production, you're like, th there's no answer to that. Like. You worked on this character for five months, you know, six till since we started till the game was released or till it got approved. How many iterations of approvals did it have to go through? 
to, to get a character in the game that can be very fast, to get it approved by everyone, that's another story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can I can speak a little about that at um, Naughty Dog. The approval process is pretty um, intense, actually. Um, they go through a lot of iterations on, you know, different looks and styles. And, and uh, it's interesting, actually. It was really interesting for me coming from a, a studio like Insomniac um, and then going to Naughty Dog and just how how much more focus they had on characters and, and the look of characters and, you know, how long it takes to approve things. Not necessarily all the time a bad thing, but, you know, just just fine-tuning that look and, you know, it's it's intense, <laughs> I can say for yeah. sure. Also, when we work with licensed characters, like comic book characters or very big license, you have all the approvals um, on site that can be very long, and then you have all the approvals done by um, DC or Bioware or whatever from another studio. So that can double the amount of people who have something to say about the characters, and then that can double the, the amount of time for the role. It sounds like fucking nightmare. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> It's like, you know, uh, when I think about uh, uh, just, just you know, so to have a point of reference for myself, when I think about doing content art and, you know, and, and you have your art director and, and you work with him, but then there's also like a game director that wants to have something different and, and there's a lead artist that, that is asking you for some changes because of, you know, performance and whatnot. And that's already sort of like, you know, when you, when you think about it, it's like really stressful because you have to sort of accommodate to all those changes. But like when you add this extra layer from, you know, outside and, you know, and you're like, you know, this is not going to work, but they have this stupid request. I guess that could be frustrating. Yeah, it's I think what what uh, a common misconception is and, and one that, you know, even myself had was that. You know, as you said earlier, yeah, you, you work on a character and then that's it. You pass it on, right? But um, I've learned to not get attached to characters anymore, especially in Naughty Dog, because anything can change, like, the next day. Someone can just be like, oh, let's have this change and this change. And, you know, you, you can't have any kind of feelings towards that. You know, you just kind of got to make the change. And, um, right. Yeah. So for people out oh, there... Uh Attached to your characters. Actually, actually, I would like to know. There's one thing I find cool in movies. It's the um, all the 3D concepts are posted once the movie are released. In yeah. in games, but in the studio I worked on so far, I don't know why, but every time we do like 3D concept, they never want us to uh, to show that. Really? Um, they only they want to show like presentation in 2D, but only the final product for for the for the game asset. They um, I don't know why they are so shy to uh, to let the artists showing all the um, the tries um, that we do, you know, like during the pre-production, I have a bunch of st stuff uh, stacked up that I can show. I'm dying to be able to <laughs> post. Wow, that's weird. I mean, it it is frustrating for me too. Like, you know, when you work in the film or or uh, it's mostly in films and video games. Like, you the film it gets out, you know, and you post work and you're like happy because you're promoting the film and you want to everyone every every single of your friends go see it because you did work on it right and then studio like just comes back and like oh take it down uh it's kind of frustrating i mean it it, it i guess in in many cases it has something to do with like internal like marketing policy or you know strat strategy but i always find it like counterproductive you know like 
it's it's it is it is like organic additional promotion really you know there's there's nothing in in whatever you're posting that could hurt the movie unless you know your art would really fucking suck but you know <laughs> assuming you work in movies uh you already have to have sort of like you know specific level of skill you know yeah there, there's there's that part for the public but one thing i um i like like me as an artist when i see uh, work in progress or different takes that the artist did on the character before shipping a, a product that makes me want to go to that studio because I'm like, oh shit, they actually model all this stuff, they try different ideas mm-hmm. um, apparently they, they, they are willing to try things this cool. when I don't see it, you know, it everything becomes very formal and seems very structured, too much Yeah, it can definitely be frustrating, I mean I, I, personally I don't understand why the studio would want to shy away from from showing like work in progress but you know yeah, especially most... especially you know considering that there's so many times that you will see uh, concept art concept art released from like a game or something and it's like work in progress like not even finished piece because yeah. whoever was releasing it was too lazy you know and then they complain about like oh you cannot show this or, yeah, and I think, I, think I mean it's a common thing where most of the time the the work in progress stuff is kind of the coolest stuff to see because it's like you can see the thought process that that's going on behind the scene and yeah. the, you know how they're approaching certain things and it's that's always cool to see whether it's like an animation or um, whatever you know it's always cool to see that so yeah totally well, except because ten minutes in sculpt and it just looks like a blob mess so <laughs> I <laughs> wish it was different like there's I don't know. I mean, I could be a devil's advocate and say like, okay, maybe there is, maybe they, like if there's a, if there's an art book, right? If there's art book planned to be released or some kind of gallery show or, or whatever that is, then it makes sense. I can, I can say, okay, it makes uh, absolutely sense to hold it off for a while, you know, and, uh, and until, you know, every marketing material is already released and then you can show uh, that stuff and, you know, be proud of it. But, you know, Outside of that, I just don't really see a reason, and it's hard for me to understand. I mean, on one hand, you might think like if you release a work in progress, then you know, uh, people that not are not necessarily artistically educated would think that you know, yeah, yeah, it looks weird or something like. But on the other hand, one thing also that's very frustrating is when they tell you to wait for the marketing pictures to be released and then you can use them and then when they are released it's your character but with the shitty pose shitty lighting <laughs> shitty colors and you're like oh no oh, I can't even use it. I don't I don't want to share that right <laughs> all right I know at Marvel the rule of thumb is kind of like what you were saying Mache is that we are not actually allowed to show anything that's not in the art book in the Marvel making of whatever the movie is <clears throat> Yeah. We can only show those things. Which is, it, I mean, it's a bummer, you know. There's so much so much stuff I've seen mm-hmm. from, you know, some of the shows. And like, wow, dude, that's like so good. And even though, you know, uh, it didn't end up to be in a movie, it's still like you can see the process of thinking and, and, and yeah. you can see what was the decision making. And it's just weird, but I guess it is what it is. And. You know, unless unless you have power to push back, you know, just being a badass, 
and you can push back and say like fuck i'm gonna release that and fuck off you know but that <laughs> rarely happens <laughs> and i think well, one thing one thing that was cool for me was on mass effect 3 uh, i was working with a concept artist called ben Yuan, uh, amazing guy uh, he, he's really talented very fast and um, we were always finishing our work work earlier, so after we were spending time to pose them, do a render, uh, then he was doing a pant over on top of it, and they, they like it, so they made a lithograph um, out of it, and it was released, so we were able to show that. But it was really fun, I haven't done that that much after, you know, the project. But on this one, working with Ben was, uh, was, was, was pretty awesome. We were making the picture that we wanted to see, and then the, the team did it, and they re released it, that was fun. Hey, so maybe that's a better takeaway, you know, like just uh, just pretend you're working really like really slow and you're actually faster, <laughs> and then you get like that extra time to actually you know improve in something, and just keep it for yourself for a while, and then like, hey, you know that concept we did, like, hey, look at how how awesome I made it, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> funny stuff. Well, I mean, the biggest takeaway is just like you know, you you might you might have just idea of what the industry really is but unless you work in that industry just you know you, you quickly realize that it's not really what it is it's 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 way beyond that there's so much so many layers that are hidden from from the public and like you guys are saying like as as finish as, as soon as you finish sculpting it's it's not done it's just even it's not even like 20% of work done yes. there's just so much stuff left uh, and same with concept art like uh, I think uh, in one of the previous uh, 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 live streams, I've mentioned that um, you know that the percentage of the beautiful paintings that every concept artist is posting is it's maybe you know twenty percent of the actual work, and the eighty percent that's left is just so fucking horrible that you never want to show it. You know, I think I think there's a huge uh, discrepancy between being a production artist and an artist in general. Um, you know, where you get to post really pretty pictures online. And, and then, as we were saying earlier, yeah, being in production, the grunt and, you know, the grunt work that's needed for that. And um, right. I, I still think there's a huge discrepancy online about that, you know. Um, I, I find it very interesting what you say because I don't consider myself an artist. Me, my job is I ship games. My yeah. job is to make <laughs> for games that ship. I ship games. That's a Absolutely. good one. <laughs> Absolutely. I agree. I should change my title to that. <laughs> Game shooter. I know. I know. Ship, ship, shit. <laughs> ship with a P. I personally <laughs> who pride themselves on like, yeah, I'm an artist, and I'm like, we gotta, we gotta, you know, be clear on what what we are. We're production artists. Um, if you're working the production anyway, I I personally do designs at home, and you know, when I'm doing that, I consider myself a designer. But uh, if I'm at work, yeah, I consider myself a production artist. You know, it's um, for me, it's it's that simple. So. Yeah, and on, on games, the, the the game part, like the the low-res model, the texture, and all this stuff, is really really important. I've seen a, a lot of artists doing some uh, amazing ZBrush sculpt, and then they destroy their work with a very bad topology, so it deforms very badly, very bad texture, or they don't understand how the shaders are working with yeah. the reflection and all the UPBR stuff, uh, and it it's too bad, you know. Like the, I find it's almost like an art on itself to. Uh, to take iOS mesh and make it good in, in the game and working with the engine. Uh, now, nowadays, it's more my focus. I'm more focused on what's happening in the engine than what's happening before it. Yeah. 
That's but, an art itself, right? Just to get, because it seems like to me that uh, low poly is just totally different realm than high poly, you know? Oh, yeah. It's, it's way less artistic and more technical. And unless you're like really proficient in, you know, technical aspects, you might just, yes, as you said, just fucking destroy your own work. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely a, a craft in itself. I mean, especially your UVs for low poly. It's like you're in there trying to do math and, and Lego and uh, Tetris at the same time, just trying to fit stuff in and get the most out of your UV space and blah, blah, blah. It, it's, it's, yeah, it's low poly stuff is a craft in its own, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Well, also, the, the flexibility is very important because we go through so many iterations. Uh, we need to be able to adapt and have work that can be iterated on very easily. Um, I know me in the past, I, I used to put a lot of details on my sculpt and nowadays I don't, I don't do it anymore. Uh, I just focus on the big shape and second shape and all the micro details I do it in Photoshop. The resulting game is almost the same, if not the same. And then when the art director or someone asks for a change, it's super easy to fix. Instead of going back to the ZBrush, changing it, redoing the projection. So finding ways to speed up the iteration process is very important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you need that flexibility to be able to come back and when you're being art directed or you're, you know, whatever the, the model changes or halfway through they decide they want to change it entirely, like you want to try to say, like you need to be able to have that flexibility to, to maintain and not throw everything you did away. Also, one very big important thing for people listening who want to be a car artist, uh, you need to be patient and you need to be very zen. <laughs> Because characters, yes. <laughs> characters oh, are the things that everyone team has opinion about. Um, yeah. Artists and artists. And because it's most of the time the first thing that is shown uh, to the public, you know, with marketing images or whatever, we always get a lot of feedback. Some of them very stupid, some of them good. <laughs> most of the time dumb. But, and uh, you can go through a lot of iteration and do a lot of things. And yeah, I learned patience. I'm still working on that. <laughs> but I learned patience <laughs> for my 13 years. And uh, the Zen, uh, I have a lot of work to do on that. <laughs> no, you're, you're absolutely right. I know an uh, artist that I work with, uh, uh, Sarah, she's amazing, dude. Her patience is out of this world. I, I'm, sometimes I see the changes and I'm like, how? How, how do you do that? You know, it's crazy. Okay. I agree. I mean, there's I think, always like there's always like a, an asshole concept artist coming over and like, hey, so I'm just gonna use your 3D model and, and claim it's mine. No, <laughs> Wait, what? I no, for like production art, you know. You also have to be. I always try to be super nice to people that's because cool. everybody that's gonna come over to you is gonna share their opinion. That's kind of I think what you're saying with Zen, but also. And I notice you're dealing with designers and you're dealing with art directors. And yes, you want to execute the design as much as possible, but hopefully they're also coming. You're working there because they want at least a portion of your input. Yeah. And so you have to be able to put your spin or your input on what they spend a lot of time thinking about. And you know, then if, if especially if it's coming from 2D and you're translating it into 3D, there's always going to be uh, differences there. And so as soon as you're the guy who's saying, hey, 
this doesn't work. Your perspective was shitty here. This doesn't work. Like, you know, you're the guy who's getting all the comments from everybody and telling people things that don't work. So it's just got to be like as, as nice as possible, but also have a pretty good, even, even temper if possible as well. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think, um, I think Raph is probably the master of that. Right, Raph? <laughs> I'm just I'm just listening to you guys, just frustrations and all. <laughs> like I don't I don't have those. Level fifty Zen master over there. I think I, I would I would have a suggestion to to illustrators, you know, concept artists. If you're getting shit about your work from character artists that is telling you that ana anatomy sucks or something like that, then one suggestion, you know, grow a thicker skin <laughs> and stop being, you know. <laughs> I think in my in my uh, experiences, it really depends on like project you're working on and like you know mm -hmm. the art director and everything. Because sometimes they really you know lay on you to solve all the problems and you know like like uh, Josh said, like make all the suggestions and everything. And some other projects you you have more constraints on the design, so you don't have a lot of freedom. And I think it really depends on you know what you want to want to do in your career. If you really you know focus on more designing as a character artist. Then you find a space in the in the industry to do that. Yeah. But if you if you feel more like a production, like Colin was saying, then yeah, the game studio, you know, there's a lot of space for that inside of a game studio. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it's, it's yeah, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say that there's space for like both things. I see a lot mm -hmm. of concept artists that are also character artists or character artists that are becoming concept artists because they wanna, you know, design more design more in three D. Yeah. So there's like two Know there's different options. Yeah. This is very interesting to see. There are more and more concept artists who start using ZBrush, um, and they they kick ass. Yeah, they, <laughs> they are really awesome. Really I'm working with, uh, with a guy at work called Frederic Rambo. He, he picked up ZBrush not long ago, and he's already better than most of the character artists I know. It's very impressive to see. Yeah. It might be because he's just spending more time on it, you know, like just being more diligent, diligent about his, you know, time spent and just pushing it really to the limits, you know. I don't know. Really I've seen some guys who have picked up, like two of the guys I worked with, work with, uh, Ryan Minerding and Charlie Wynn. They both picked up. Uh, ZBrush You're not for talking the first about time. humans, though. <laughs> but I'm just saying. Please talk about humans. They picked up you... ZBrush for the first time on Avengers when I worked with them, and it was like. They didn't know how to sculpt at like the program at all, but they figured out a way to somehow make an awesome sculpture. Like it didn't, they di they didn't know any of the techniques. Like when I when they came to me with their with their model was it was like, oh, this is actually really good. Like this is how did you guys do this part? And they're like, I don't know. Just we were playing around with the program. It's like you don't even know how you made this, but you made something incredible. All right, cool. So I think it just depends. I think some of those 2D skills just really, really, really translate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, especially Ryan, you know. Yeah, he, both of those he's a guys. Machine. He's a cyborg, you know. I don't, even, <laughs> I don't even know if he sleeps. Like, maybe now a little bit. Maybe now he just decided to be, you know, more of a person uh, recently. But before, I just heard that he's sleeping under his, under his desk for two hours and then work 22 hours. But. <laughs> I've never seen that, but... He, <laughs> He's a beast for sure. Yeah, I mean, he's one of the hardest working uh, yes. people out there, and he's yes. like really good with anatomy and and human form and, and everything. I mean, look at his work; it's 
fucking amazing. So for me, it seems natural that if, if a person like Ryan would pick up uh, ZBrush, it's just you know matter of figuring out you know how this how this works more yeah. or less, yeah. and then you can come up with something really good. You know, I it's the same thing with. Uh, sorry, sorry, Colin, I was just gonna quickly finish my thought. It's the same thing with uh, Hyong. Uh, Hyung Nam, who works at Naughty Dog, is a is a character uh, concept artist, and he you know he just picked up sculptress and and created fucking infected three D model uh, for concept. You know, like what the hell? What the hell, dude? Yeah, I think I think I mean, you can definitely say the disciplines transfer. Uh, I mean, besides from learning the technical aspects of three D and topology and flow and blah blah blah, I think it you know shapes and forms never really. Uh, you can't you can't go wrong with that. You know what I mean? Like it transfers from any discipline. I think. I mean, once you wrap your head around three D and just you know the, the the I think for me that was a hard thing to do. Like to wrap my head around three D in general. Like what is this space, right? Because you're usually maybe working in two D or something. But um, once you wrap your head around it, I think the disciplines, shapes, and forms work. You know, in any medium. Um, like I get that a lot in terms of uh, you know which program I use and you know. I don't want to make a big fuss about that, but it's, you know, people usually ask, oh, you're sculpting in, in Mudbox, like, is, it, is that whatever? And right now I'm, I'm kind of doing both, but for me, shapes and form, it doesn't matter. You give Raph clay and he'll destroy it. You know, you give him a chisel and he'll, he'll probably be able to sculpt something out of rock with that. You know, it, it doesn't matter. It's like shapes and forms is, for me, what's important, right? So. Yeah, Raph goes to 10 degrees and... Important. Rap goes to 10 degrees and pick up the sandwich and start modeling, you know? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry, Rafael, Rodrigo. Just continue. Rafael, are you still playing ping pong over there? <laughs> <laughs> Is that the answer? <laughs> uh, when, uh, when I was working with Rafael at Bioware, we used to take breaks at ping pong. It was kicking my ass every single time. <laughs> I, I don't know what's about ping pong, but it's, I think it's the game of choice for artists, you know? Yeah. There's so many, like, I used to play ping pong too, like, when I was at Crytek. Because yeah. like, it, it makes you move, but not too much. <laughs> yeah, some of the guys I work with, they we, we randomly had a ping pong table, um, I think, like, third floor was on our floor, and they, we used their ping pong table, and they're like, oh yeah, let's just play a quick game, and they were insane. They had like these like crazy serves and like all these like special techniques, and like one of the dudes brought in his own paddle, which was in like a case. And I was like, what? I thought, what? Yeah, he's too prepared. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like I've been taking lessons. <laughs> what? <laughs> but ping pong is definitely the game of choice for sure. Yeah, I've been playing a lot of Mortal Kombat. I don't know if you guys are playing Mortal Kombat. A lot of uh, Rocket League now. Yeah, it's pretty good. I remember Mortal Kombat One, and so many joysticks being destroyed. <laughs> and thumbs. Yeah, yeah, dude. Um, I, just, I just saw I just saw comments about a, a barrier between a three D and two D in the in the comments of the live stream. Uh, just want to say something about it. I don't think there's any barrier between the two anymore. Um, before, a long time ago, it used to be very separated in the game industry, the, the 2D concept and the 3D. Um, the, the guys wouldn't 
don't talk to each other, but it's not like that at all anymore. There's a lot of back and forth. Like we are seeing concept artists, they, they start doing some 3D now to, uh, to guide more the, um, the art director to understand how it's going to look in 3D. Uh, even when we are done modeling, something I do all the time uh, once I'm done with my ZBrush sculpt and also the game model is a screenshot to the concept artist so that they can give me some ideas, some pent over. So the, it's really back and forth between 2D and 3D all the time. There is no barrier between the two. Uh, sorry, sorry, I'm laughing because I just saw a comment about uh, Glauco. <laughs> Saying you're a Street Fighter master. Just had, <laughs> just had some Street Fighter matches earlier today at Frank's house, and uh, that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and you, Glauco. <laughs> That's funny. Hey, yeah. guys, I, I have one question to you. Um, kind of want to move forward slightly. Um, it's, uh, you know, over the last, say, uh, five, ten years, there's just been a huge shift in you know the technology and and and, and shift in software uh i mean i remember when i was starting to be a concept artist uh, zbrush didn't even existed and now it's like almost a must uh, for majority of uh you know character art uh and it's just moving forward so fast and there's like more uh software coming out like 3d code and uh and and mudbox and you know and i i don't I'm sure there's like more, but uh, I'm not too efficient. But we all use now. Yeah, but I'm just curious. Like, what, what what do you think? Where this is going? Like, especially like looking at uh, most of the games now. Uh, most of the realistic games uh, start start or almost entirely use uh, 3D scans. You know, uh-huh. uh, I'm just curious. Like, what do you guys feel about where this is going? Like, what's the direction of uh, of this whole thing in, in terms of like hardware and software and how it's being used in in studios and what to expect because if you were a character artist 10 years ago you know your work looked very similar to what it is now but there's obviously a lot of changes that happen along the way you know the, the software doesn't really matter you know if you're good at what you do you're gonna good whatever software you're using I think the, all those new ZBrush features and all this stuff just makes the pipeline faster, which mm-hmm. is good for production because you need to be able to iterate and, and yep. sell an idea to a, to a bunch of people quickly. Um, what's really making a big change is what's happening in the game. Uh, mm. Real-time rendering. I just saw a video about Unreal 4 with the real-time global illumination. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, but... Uh, for, for the art itself, you know, if we focus just on the asset creation part, as long as you are good at what you do, it doesn't really matter what you use. If it's a um, Max, Softimage, Maya, whatever, as long as the... Right. What, what's important for, for me when I, when I deal with the character team is that the final mesh asset is in Max, if we work in Max, for example, so that the export is using the tools, but everything before it, I'll, I'll leave it to the artist, you know, to, it's up to them to find what's best for them. Yeah, I think I think you bring up a good point because that's that's how it is for us at Naughty Dog as well. They don't really tell you what software to use as long as you get the work done and it's it's good and you know that's all that really matters. Um, but yeah, I mean, software is going to come and go and right fifty different ones and you know like now Substance and Substance Designer and Painter is a, is a big part of you know I know for environment you know they're pretty much using Substance Designer um, predominantly. 
and for um, characters. I know we recently picked up Painter, like some of the guys at the studio are doing it. Um, so yeah, I mean, new softwares come out and you kind of have to adapt and learn and um, new ones. So yeah. But I guess the only, well, the only reason I'm bringing it up is because like, um, obviously software, software itself, it's not really what will make you a great artist. That's, that yeah, that yeah. goes without saying. I mean, uh, yeah. um, in order to, to do that, you know, you have to be, uh, you know, working really hard and, uh, and, and just be really, you know, passionate about, uh, that work. Right. Yeah. I'll say, I'll say that it, but, it's, oh, but like, uh, when you look at, for instance, um, again, I might be, I might be like talking out of my ass because I'm not a character artist. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just making observation, right? You have, for instance, uh, scan, uh, models, right? Uh -huh. I mean, there's a lot of 3d scanning going on and in, in, especially in video games, like look at call of duty or, you know, sports games and, and whatnot. Uh, obviously Naughty Dog is a little different and, 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 and Sony's not a Monica obviously is, is different as well. And is, is I guess all of the studios you guys working are, are actually, yeah, but there is a lot of studios that do. And then you have software that comes out, uh, like this, uh, rap X, uh, which, you know, re just do re topology just, you know, with a click. Uh, and there's, there's obviously more. Uh, tools that will that will come out in the future that will make those things go more streamlined and, and, and easy, you know. Don't, so I'm just worry. curious. We don't lose our jobs. <laughs> we still need the artistic. Yeah. Eye, even on the uh, from what I from what I see, even with the best scans, there is always some retouching to do. And if the person who does the retouching doesn't understand anatomy or uh, wrinkles, right. defunction, skin pores. I guess I'm not. I'm not trying to say that you know you should be worried about your job. Really, <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying like I would just love to hear like if there is any predictions that you have, you know, uh, for the future, or or you you think that you know apart from tools just making things easier, not much will change. You know, I'm just curious. Like I, it's not my field of work. Uh, really, it's it's uh, I I focus mostly on illustration and and you know, um, but I'm just curious, you know, like for for, for instance, for it will depend on the projects. Like for uh -huh. for me at Warner, we do comic book stuff, so we we can stylize a bit, and we don't use an adult, which is pretty cool. As right. I like to work on faces, uh, um, games like. Um, League of Legends, Dota, all this stuff—they are still gonna be around. So they, they, yeah. they will still be. There will be the, the Call of Duty where they scan everything, and the Assassin's Creed where they use those. So scan on for the faces and all that. But then you also have the, the other kind of games where you can be a bit more um, free and not you know, rely on scan. Um, you will still, you know, it's like drawings. You know, a lot of. People are using a photo, you know, to do their matte painting, and you still have some people doing everything by hand. And not is not necessarily better than the other, you know. Both have their right. uh, space, you know, in the in the production. They're uh, usually just different subjects, basically. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, what Rodriguez is saying in terms of you know people fearing that this new software is going to take their jobs, and you know, I've I've had that come up several times, even with myself. Like I, I remember in um, Marvelous Diner first came out, I was like, "This is it. I'm done. Like, what are we going to do? We're going to make." Who's gonna, you know, it's, it's one of those. <laughs> yeah, but now you never have to sculpt a pair of jeans again from scratch. You can ask some of my friends at, um, in Frontex at the time when it came out, and you know, uh, how, how I was just like, oh man, that's it. There goes another thing that I 
liked sculpting wrinkles and and you know <laughs> and this program. But then eventually, I you know it's one of those things where I'm trying to apply this um, the same to my, to my life in general, which is evolve or die. And it's one of those things where it's kind of like you just got to go with it, you know, and and learn it and then use it to the best of your ability, you know. Um, right. Always need artists. I think you know even for like something like substance designer. I, it was really hard up front for me personally because, you know, a lot of nodes and whatever. But I think the thing I got, got from it was that because I knew what the end result needed to look like, and this is where Rodrigo was saying, like, you will never lose the artist because, or sorry, you always need the artist because if I didn't know what the end result texture should look like or the process I used to take to get to those, I don't know if I could have made a, a texture in substance. You know what I mean? Um, because I know this... I, I wanted this particular look, and so I plugged this node up to that node to try and get that look. It's kind of like because I had the, the I don't want to say artistic eye, but yeah, you you develop that knowledge of of what it should look like, so you know the steps that's needed. So I don't think the program is going to replace you know replace that. So yeah, one thing that hasn't and really been also mentioned yet. Also helping the artists like me, I know that by seeing some scans, uh, it made me realize some mistakes I were doing in my heads. Uh, mm-hmm. when I was sculpting heads so, um, and uh, even when you, see, you look at scans of uh, pants or whatever it helps me understand better like the folds and uh, I'm sure it happens for a lot of artists who has to work with scan it might be annoying once in a while but uh, by doing it we we picked up on few things on visual cues that after, after help us when we do personal work or uh, more creative work you know, by hand yeah, I think one thing that hasn't really been mentioned yet, though, is that, you know, all these new technologies are coming out, and that's great, and the new games and films are looking, you know, more realistic and all that, but those programs have to evolve, and the, the speed of the art has to evolve in mm. order for the art to look better for those games, otherwise the cost for those games inflates dramatically, yeah. and that's where those games can't support, like, if a game used to cost fifty million to make, now if it if it took you three times as long, you know you have three times as much art to do for a game. Okay, if it took you three times as long, now that game would cost you one hundred and fifty million dollars. I think you hit on a good point because that's kind of the thing that's driving everything else, right? Like if the cost of the game, if they want it to be cheaper, that means we're going to use the most efficient methods, and exactly that's going to drive us as artists to use whatever tools they implement. And so, yeah, I think I think you hit on a good point there. <laughs> cool. It's just necessary. I mean, for the for the realistic games, it keeps the costs down, and they get to kind of do what they're wanting to do. But for those fantasy, sci-fi, comic book, you know, a lot of any type of game that you know, I think most of us have worked on or work on. Um, even Naughty Dog doesn't do anything from. You know, from scans and stuff. Um, How we are, but yeah, you you can't um, you can't just scan that stuff, right? right. Yeah. This, most of the stuff that any of us are working on is coming from a designer who's not probably using you know too much photo texture or just stealing things from the real world and saying put this on your character. It's like for my stuff, it's like okay, you know, I'll use a good character that I've done several times. Like okay, this is the newest. Iron Man suit, like, all right, I don't have an Iron Man suit. I can just go scan of the new version, right? It doesn't work like that. I mean, I know it's a it's a common frustration that a lot of artists has and have, and and even myself. Again, I, at one point I did, you know, where it's like, oh man, I can see the future of scanning, and eventually they'll probably have something that you can just 
yeah, go scan a real life human and you get poor details and all this crap. Mm-hmm. But I have to keep grounding myself and say, you know what? There will always be sci-fi projects. There will always be, you know, stylized projects. There will always be all these different things where I can apply, you know, my sculpting knowledge as opposed to just being able to scan something, right? Like those projects always exist uh, alongside the realistic stuff and the, you know, so, so yeah, I think, I think as long as we keep fantasy and, you know, those other genres alive, I think we're good. <laughs> until yeah, until like, AI until takes like, over. <laughs> takes over and then go. Start over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Rodrigo, what you were saying? Um, I was just saying, and we, we are happy. We have a lot of, uh, we are lucky. We have a lot of Hindi games. Mm-hmm. Mm. And more and more. And this, you know, they, because they are less expensive, they, are, they try more things. They are more experimental in the art. So if one day we are tired of scans, we can still go in, in Hindi. <laughs> right. You know, I, the one pattern I see, and, you know, I deliberately ask this, ask this question is because, um, let, let me put it this way. Uh, from perspective of an illustrator, right, I hear a lot of saying, and I, I've been saying this myself a lot of times, is uh, if, you're, if you're a concept artist, you better pick up 3D. Unless, you, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you're not picking up 3D, then working in big productions is probably not going to happen for you in, in 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 some while. Like maybe in, you know, in a decade from now, I guess it's going to be a must for almost all production work. But but there's always a, a balancing act, and it, if you are really passionate about whatever you're doing, you always find the avenue for yourself. You know, yeah. Uh, there's there's a lot of uh, market for just you know regular pencil drawings even you know uh you can definitely mm-hmm. find um a place where you can make a living and and enjoy whatever you're doing and you don't really have to you know uh, f- uh follow the industry trends and 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 try to be that that person that always is on top of um uh you know software development or hardware development um but in order to keep yourself prevalent, like there's, I always see there's one, um, one uh, value that artists has to have um, in order to succeed, and, and it, it seems to me from hearing your replies, it applies to character art as well. It's just the drive to be, you know, an artist, like the, the yeah. passion to your work. Uh, if you do that, then you you don't have to be worried about you know what's what's gonna be next if ZBrush yeah. will fucking have one click monster creator you know it's <laughs> always gonna be an algorithm you know and there's you can find the market to have pencil drawings of the monsters you know or our algorithm to have someone to actually do the groundwork and it seems like there is uh, at least right now there is like a lot of um, uh appreciation for you know the the grunt the the grunt work like the, the very down to the bottom and, and just fucking going with every detail and, and showing how much work can be done yeah. if you're really really passionate you know people yeah. seem to appreciate uh the passion i think yeah i think it's a healthy um idea for artists to you know have something to do at home um, other than what they're doing at job, right? I, I think, um, like for myself, uh, um, again, I'll speak uh, that, I don't know, I come home and I sculpt 
a lot. Um, I don't show it, and I'm and I'm recently trying to get you know better at posting my stuff, and you know I've made some recent ventures where I where I try to do that a lot more. But I, I don't show a lot of the stuff I do, not because you know I don't want people to see it, it's, but it's mostly for me. You know what I mean? Um, eventually, uh, eventually I'll put it out uh, and put some of them out. But I think I think it's healthy for, for artists to have stuff to work on at home because yeah, it's not always you're going to be you know getting that stimulation from from work. You know so. I totally it. agree. There is something cool about doing the work just for yourself, you know. Yeah. Because um, you, you don't you don't think about like, oh, is, is it the right subject matter? Is, is it the right IP? I think I think actually Danny was mentioning that uh, just recently on Facebook, like or you know. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I, I think it's it's also incredibly healthy to put the work out, right? Yeah. Um, and I've seen the, the success from you know yourself, artists like like you, Raf, and those guys who who put their stuff out there, and it's in, incredibly, uh, you know, uh, I think it's it's useful for sure, absolutely. And so I, I myself have found the you know the importance in doing that as well. But again, yeah, when when I go to sculpt something. It's, it's really cool because I'm not worried about, oh, man, I'm sculpting this for other people to see. It's like, no, I'm going to sculpt something cool that I like. And then, yeah, if it's cool, then I'll put it out or something. You know what I mean? But there's no yeah. there's no pressure up front to, to make something cool. And know? usually the best work that comes out uh, is the, you know, the, the work that you're more, most passionate about. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't have uh, if you don't have those uh, chains on you where, you know, like you're trying to please someone. No, you're trying to just... Uh, do something just for yourself and, and be happy about it. And I think that's the most important, especially for like your own growth, you know, because yep. uh, yep. that's that's like the healthiest way to to, you know, drive yourself to to become really better, like not yep. just focusing on making making like, you know, art for someone else because that's the popular topic that's or making art because you really want to have that job there. I mean, if, if you do, then do it, please, like don't stop yourself. But but also, like, I think it's always good to find time just to, you know, just yeah. do whatever you, like, really gets you going, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's also an option because, again, remember, you know, we talk about being a production artist versus a, a, a regular artist. And, uh, yeah, for production art, they people would want to see certain things in your portfolio, right? So you can target it um, with certain scopes that, that's targeted towards production. Um, but then, yeah, you know, you may have your, your thing on the side that you're doing that, is just for you and you know you don't have to worry about showing it um so yeah i, I think i think that's important for people to have yeah i do i do imagine people that are listening to this you know podcast too are probably thinking about you know what they have to do to get into the industry and everything yeah. and it, as a character artist i think like colin mentioned if it for yourself or not but you need to kind of have a, a knowledge in anatomy like yeah at first and then you know, start designing some stuff for yourself, start, you know, using some other concepts and creating your own artwork yeah. just to show that you can do, you know, yeah. all the stuff. But then find find what you want to do, like what studio you want to, which studio you want to work on, you know, and try mm -hmm. to mimic their style so they can, Absolutely. you know, start to see that you have potential to be, you know, hired by those studios like Blizzard. You know, there's a little bit more stylized stuff they have to do. But still, Anatomy, it's, it's a base for everything. You know, even if you're working with stylized characters, you still need to oh, yeah. understand like how you know the human body works and all that stuff. Yeah, and I then, yeah. Go ahead, Colin. No, I, to I totally agree, man. So, so and then yeah, and just and then find find you know what what you want to do, and even if it's just something for yourself, you still can, you know, 
show that you can uh, that you have those skills. You, you don't you don't need to go all out there on your own project without thinking about what other studios are are making because then you're not gonna find a a job, right? So yeah, I, uh, there's like I, a balance. I have a buddy that that has this um, similar questions. You know, like okay, you're not in the industry. What am I supposed to make? Um, mm -hmm. That's a hard question because it's 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 going to be different, right? So you want to do stuff that obviously make you better at doing art, you know, you know, study, do your study, anatomy studies and stuff like that. But then you also want to do the things that cater to certain studios. If that's what you want to do, you can make awesome sci-fi stuff, but if it's not relevant to a studio, then they, they won't hire you. You know, it's like, Oh, that looks cool. But if a studio doesn't want to hire, if the studio is not doing um, uh, sci-fi stuff, it's not relevant to them. So as a beginner, it's really hard to see what to focus on but as Jeff said it's anatomy always you know is a good thing for character artists anyway yeah yeah because i think it's very important to target the portfolio for the company where they want to apply yeah um, like like just saying like for example if they want to apply on the water boss uh, they need to have like some comic book character in their portfolio that's gonna help a lot if they yeah. want to go for to ubisoft they need to have a lot of cloth um i guess if they want to go for or Naughty Dog, they will have cloth and a lot of face um, in, in their portfolio. Yeah. Uh, one thing also that I like to to see and I encourage people to do is to have uh, some models um, that are based on a, on a concept that is not from them, that they yes. took from a friend or online, that shows that they can follow a direction. Yeah, and, then, and then also have pieces where it's their own design so that I can see what they what what make them tick, what, what, do, what do they like to do. Um, I see some portfolio where everyone has like um, personal pieces and it's cool. But the problem with that, it's when you start a personal work, most of the time you are going to change it 30 times to the course of, of your skill. When you are in production and you get a concept, you can't do that. You, you need to model where you see. You can add on top of it, but you can't change it. Yeah. So it's have, good to have both pieces in the portfolio. I have something that helps with this, and it's not the one answer to it, obviously. Um, there's a scene in Ghost in the Shell, one of my favorite animes of all time, uh, where basically, I, I think it was uh, Makoto or Motoko, uh, says, over-specialize and you breed in weakness. And I, it's a model I'm using for myself um, where I don't just focus on one thing. So, so I understand the need to specialize, right? That's always a good thing. You have people specializing faces and other things and whatever. Um, for me personally, I see the benefit of... of Special, oh, sorry, uh, uh, having a bunch of different things in your portfolio that you've touched on sci-fi, you've touched on organic, you've touched on, you know, uh, likeness or whatever the case is. I think it's important to, to have a wide range of knowledge about that stuff. I think you should specialize in something. You know, it's that saying, mm -hmm. which is ma um, jack of all trades, master of one, right? Where it's, uh, you're good at, you know, if you're put in a position where you're asked to model a sci-fi character, you can do it. Uh, if you're put in a position to model a creature, you can also do that because you have, you know, some experience doing it. So I, I don't think it's always good to just, you know, specialize in one thing, you know, especially starting out, right? I, I think being, being shown your versatility is, is also, could be a benefit, I think. So. Yeah, but even as a character artist, like you're saying, you need to be able to do a bunch of things, like for example, on Mass Effect, we were doing uh, vehicles, weapons, uh, spaceships. Yeah. Uh, we don't. We didn't do just characters. 
Yeah. Um, and uh, you, you are saying, you know, like the, the, the projects are getting longer and longer, but the teams don't necessarily get bigger. Yep. So right. yes, the tools need to go faster, but also people need to be more uh, versatile, you know, like to be able to do a bit of everything. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember those times yeah. where game production teams were 20, 30 people. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> you know, you knew everybody by name. <laughs> You know, it was, you, could it was, say, you could say hi to everyone and everyone would recognize your face. It was it was interesting for me going to Naughty Dog from a studio again, like Insomniac, because at Insomniac, we did everything. We did, you know, props for characters. We did weapons. We did, you know, um, whatever the case is, anything that's related to a character and, and sometimes not related to a character. At Naughty Dog, it's strictly, you know, we just make the character. So we make the faces and the clothing and that's it. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. if, if a weapon is involved, they have a, a foreground team that handles that kind of stuff. And, and for me, that was like, that's interesting. Um, I don't. And sometimes actually, I remember when I first started there, I, I kind of took on the task of modeling a lot of my own stuff, you know. Um, and, and it was interesting to, to have the background off, you know, just being able to do it. Right. So I don't have to outsource this or, or send it to foreground or whatever the case is. I can just model it um, up front. So it's beneficial sometimes. I mean, I've, I've switched now to, to, to uh, just doing the clothing and, and faces and stuff like that. But um, I, I'd say it's, it's incredibly important to, to be versatile, as, you know, Rodrigo, Rodrigo said. So, yeah. Uh, you're talking about the outsource. Uh, actually, you know, like you were asking where, you know, like our um, industry is going. Yeah. I think outsourcing is going to take a bigger and bigger role in what we do. Yep. Uh, since the, the teams can't get stretched you know, to infinity, um, they are using more and more outsource studio to do all the extra assets. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it might be expensive per task, per assets, but uh, the timeline on uh, which they make the asset is super short. Uh, yeah. And the, the team really like that. I know I talked to a studio not long ago. They were telling me that um, they, they only make 10% of the the work they put in the, in the game, I was like, wow. Uh, I was wondering, so what do the artists do on site? And from what I get, it's mostly integration. Um, and I think the future is gonna be that where the team won't necessarily get bigger, and people on site we might do less work, but a lot more integration. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think because you know, with next gen tech or whatever the case is, um, you know. Studios want to make bigger games. They want to make experience. And, and again, the size of the teams aren't really changing as much. Um, so yeah, outsource is becoming more and more important to, to meet the demands of that bigger game. You know, um, yeah, I, I would agree on that for sure. Especially at Naughty Dog, I think we've—it's all an eye opener for me how much you know outsourcing a studio like Naughty Dog uses from you know character assets to to background stuff. It's 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 immense. Yeah. Yeah, and the and the future for characters specifically that might be to create their own outsource studio. Uh, there, in Montreal, there is uh, Marco Plouf and Cedric Seo, two amazing guys. They they just left their respective studio to create their own uh, outsource studio, um, and these two guys just work on a bunch of different projects, and they they are loving it. Awesome. They have to deal with the Pokemon studios and all this crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of like uh, concept art studios or concept art, art outsourcing studios. They're already, I mean, uh, it is it is like one way of doing it, right? Because 
uh, if you if you bunch up to, together like some really good artists, then chances of getting like nice projects and chances of you being hired are you know growing exponentially. Um, but again, it's just like it, it comes down to the quality of, uh, of the work. Not everyone can do that. Not everyone no, will succeed, no. obviously. Yeah. Um, I have a question to Josh because we talk mm -hmm. a lot about uh, video games. And you worked at Naughty Dog before. I don't think that many people. Yeah, that is uh, true. That many people know about it. You you, you were there for a while, uh, but mostly film now, right? I mean, you can see the differences between film and and uh, video games. And I, it would be nice to you know have everyone to hear like sure. how it is, you know, to be in the film and. Maybe how um, to get in the film because that's a, I guess that's a question that a lot of people would love to. I guess. Yeah, yeah, I want to. Go. <laughs> <laughs> From the art standpoint, uh, it's a lot less technical. Um, you don't really have to spend as you know the. I think the game artists, I would say, majority of the time are probably better when it comes to technical stuff than film artists are. And that's because film artists are more specialized. They're smaller, you know, it, you pass it along. There's more steps in the pipeline than there are in a, a character artist. Um, you know, I think some some game studios are getting more like that. Uh, but it, for, you know, especially when I worked at Naughty Dog and, and, and some of the other people I know that work in games currently, basically what you put into the game as the character artist, you're the one doing the textures, you're the one doing the shaders, you're the one typically doing the hair, you're doing the sculpture.